Bidzy Small Business Society number 147. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. With me today is Peter Radcliffe. Peter is a life coach meditation teacher, and neuro-linguistic programming trainer. He believes that it is our state of mind that determines our level of calmness, focus, and excitement, and he teaches people to find that clarity with his skillful mind coaching program. And these aren't empty promises because Peter has a unique background as a bona fide Buddhist monk who has spent as much as nine months in total solitary meditation. Excited to dig in here and learn more about his philosophies, but first, welcome Peter, thank you for making some time for me today. Can you first tell us more about yourself and about what projects you're working on today. Yeah, uh, thanks very much for having me on my show and uh, absolutely glad to. Uh, so uh, as you so uh, eloquently introduced, um, I'm totally interested in the mind and have been for a long time now. Uh, the name of my company is actually Skillful Mind. So whatever it is that uh, creates the best mindset possible is what I'm interested in. So. I'm particularly interested in meditation. I've done a lot of that since I was young. And then in the last uh, probably 10 years or so, I've become interested in the more, uh, I guess, modern you know, ways of empowering the mind, and in particular an area called neuro-linguistic programming, which uh, if you haven't heard of it, you've probably heard of people like Tony Robbins and things like that that, are, that use it to, to motivate and stimulate people. Sure. So why is meditation important, um, you know, to balancing our mind and creating that skillful mind? Why is that even important, Peter? Well, I guess it's uh, important in a number of levels. I mean, um, we all live such fast-paced lives that uh, stress is quite a burden to us. But, you know, meditation has been around for thousands of years. So people have been encountering anxiety and stress uh, for uh, you know long periods of time and obviously yogis of the past have uh, spent years on working out the best techniques to come to a point where we're relaxed and calm so the yogis of the past has given us this gift of meditation 
And um, look, uh, depending on what you believe, it's, it's a way of dealing with stress. It's a way of getting us into a peak mind state so we can be creative uh, and focused in what we do. And then for those of us that are, uh, you know, philosophical or religious, then it's a, a way to, you know, achieve that ultimate aim of, you know, spiritual enlightenment and, and calmness, that sort of way. So it's, it's on different levels that's important to people. For sure. Would you say that most people out there kind of have this veil over their eyes, this curtain closed that, you know, they, they don't have an opening for that skillful mindset? Well, yeah, because people are so wrapped up in their own worlds, they concentrate on so much of the project of their lives. And sometimes there's opportunities, um, you know, which are just out there for happiness that people are blinded to because they are, you know, just wrapped up in how to get through to next week or how to deal with that particular difficult person that they've got in the office or in their family or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think to a large extent, I don't know, the word blinded is, is a good one, but it, but it can also, you're sort of distracted, highly distracted by what you think is important. And, um, yeah, when you spend some time in retreat and meditation and you find there are other ways to happiness, you realize that some of the things you thought were important aren't so important after all. Totally agree. I just think there's so many external factors that are, you know, sort of engaging us in this loop of cybernetic feedback where we're just responding to the stimuli. So talk about why, um, why it's important to create that solitary state. Why is it important to sort of go inward and create that introspection? Well, I think uh, the best thing I can do is, is, you know, suggest people try and practice it. And for me, and I can only really talk about my experience, is when I started uh, doing meditation, I was, uh, you know, I was young. I was fairly um, a bit of a, a social, uh, had a bit of social anxiety when I was young. Uh, nervousness and all of that. So I did it for those reasons. But I found that when I meditated and I, and I turned inwards and I got uh, calm and connected to my body, I was able to connect into things like really enormous creativity and focus and uh, clarity of mind so that whatever I was doing, uh, you know, in the rest of my life, was empowered by, you know, great ideas and by the ability to connect the dots. So I initially did meditation for personal reasons and I was interested in it. I was all, I've always been interested in all the different religions and the philosophies of the world. Um, but then I found that it had these powers which, you know, help us to uh, achieve more. So, uh I think the, the evidence is out there wherever you look now. There's so many studies into the power of meditation and this quality called mindfulness, which all the modern psychology is now moving towards these mindfulness-based therapies. Yeah, sure. So you talked about some of the old school stuff like uh, meditation. You mentioned uh, yoga for a little bit there. Um, and I usually research a lot of this stuff before I have this conversation, but I um, intentionally didn't research NLP because I wanted to sort of come at this with the same um, sort of naivete as some of my listeners may have on the subject. Can you tell us exactly what is NLP, Peter? Yeah, well, it's uh, 
a field of um, psychology, I guess, that was uh, developed in the late 70s, early 80s in, in the US, in the state of California around Santa Cruz. And it's based on modeling people and modeling what works. So the, the founders, John Grinder, uh, uh, Richard Bandler and John Grinder, actually modeled some of the foremost therapists in the US at that time. And their idea was up until that point, trying to, uh, psychology was based around trying to fix sort of broken people and getting them to work as normal people in society. And their idea was why not model the best of the best and see if our minds, see if we can teach uh, people to think uh, in the way that um, excellent people, uh, people on the top of their game, and when I say top of their game, they model therapists. But since that time, uh, great people in all persuasions in business, in you know relationships, in uh, all, all different areas have been modeled to see what is it that makes an excellent person uh, great? And the idea is if you can uh, find someone with something that you want to copy, if you can model their behavior, if you can model the way they talk and communicate to others, and you can model the way that they think, then uh, the, you should be able to get the same results as those people. So that's, that's the basis of what I understand NLP to be. Sure, and I think you're – sorry, sorry, Peter. I just yep. want to interrupt and just say you're careful, I think, to use the word model and not copy, right? Um, well, you know, um, I, I heard a little explanation the other day that many, many of the great singers, one of the things of the, the great artists and, and singers um, – famous that we know, one of the common things is that they all had a childhood hero and whether it was, you know, Michael Jackson or Celine Dion or one of those great singers of the past and uh, often they would co literally copy them, model them to such a degree in their bedroom singing into their hairbrush, <laughs> you know, that they, they actually almost manifested the same thoughts and ideas and ways of their their popular idols at the time and then having copied them and, and sort of brought that essence to them, then they, of course, they went off in their own direction and they brought to, um, they, they, they brought their own individual, um, you know, ways of, of, of singing to their own and, and created their own style. But, yeah, modelling, uh, I know that it's, it's a faux pas to, uh, copy people from a from a you know uh, from that that point of view, but we do it is really modeling is essentially copying the best uh, traits. And here the most important thing, of course, for you to remember is the most important out of what they do and what they say and what they think. It's the what they think which is uh, probably the most powerful part of. Uh, emulating people that you admire and, you know, living up to, to what they've been able to achieve. Sure. Good stuff. Good answer. Now, we've been talking a lot about theory here so far, Peter. I want to jump right into your business journey. So we might be talking to some people right now with earbuds sitting at their cubicle at their corporate job. I want to talk to you. Um, I want to ask you to take us back to the moment that you decided to leave that corporate world and immerse yourself into religion and philosophy and meditation, et cetera. Or was this more of a slow transition or how did you really make that shift? 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. I made the shift pretty late in life. I was an engineer for a good 20 years. And during that time, I was interested in meditation. I was a closet meditator and, you know, I would sometimes shock my bosses by going off onto, you know, long retreats <laughs> and then coming back. So, and I, I used to teach meditation just in community centers, just really as a, a hobby more than anything. And I did think occasionally, oh, wouldn't it be good to just throw in the nine to five job and, and teach meditation? But I never thought that was real realistic. And then when I studied uh, NLP, it is a, a very sort of motivational area and um, a lot of the skills they teach you are how to set up your own business and how to go into um, teaching others. And um, I guess I got inspired by that and I began uh, to teach uh, NLP and to coach uh, people as well. And in putting on events, I had some success and I decided to put on some, uh, they, they, they actually, my early NLP events weren't that successful. Uh, they were okay. Like how did you gauge that success? Was it just the attendance or? Yeah, just the attendance. And um, I, I, so I how guess, many people showed up, say, to the first event? Well, I would have maybe 20 to 30 people show up at a sort of a taster event and then uh, to try to get them to come on to the course, you know, the paid event, I might only get maybe one or, you know, there was a couple of times when I sort of had nobody uh, sort of transfer over from my tasters to my... Uh, sure, that early grind, yep. So that early grind and, and making a lot of mistakes and, and I learned uh, a lot from that. But I used the same formula for my meditation retreats and actually I was really... Um, surprised at the popularity and uh, I got really good attendance. Some of my early meditation retreats I got 40 people on. Um, so fantastic numbers coming out to do that. Uh, so it was kind of an odd uh, business growth format. I started with NLP being difficult and I just threw meditation retreats into the mix um, you know, just out of interest to see how they went. And they actually went better than the NLP side of the business in the early years. And then it's, it's sort of, it's come back. Uh, I do sort of an equal amount of both nowadays. And in fact, the NLP is more successful than the retreats. But um, I love doing the retreats. And um, yes, yeah, so, and, and what I find is that the two work just so well together because um, with strong mindfulness you can understand your own mind and that helps uh, things like getting rid of negative emotions and getting over negative you know, beliefs about yourself more powerful and vice versa. If you can get rid of those traumatic events from the past that NLP is very good at doing, then that can help with the meditation. So yeah, I just like uh, teaching them both in, in combination. And um, yeah, it was just really a, a growth uh, from doing some small retreats and then I finally uh, uh, left the corporate world and decided to take a risk. That was about four years ago and I haven't looked back since. Great. Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, thank you. Talk about some of your day-to-day -day rewards of entrepreneurship, of just your life in general. Why is it so great to be Peter Radcliffe? Well, I guess um, I was always interested, as I said earlier, in uh, working on my own mind and, and trying to uh, 
you know, get to a state which I was happy with. And previously I'd worked the sort of as an engineer and then when I could afford to and when I could take leave, I would go and do courses or do my own retreats or do my own um, journeys into areas like NLP or, or other areas that I was interested in. Um, but, you know, nowadays it's a different story. I literally wake up and I'm studying this stuff full-time as a job and I'm being paid for it. So it really was a move. Uh, it's not that I really disliked engineering. It was okay. But I just have such a passion for doing this work and it means that I can actually share it with like-minded people and I get as much out of mixing with clients that come and see me and come on my retreats as I hope that they get out of my teachings. So it's just been a, a really great shift into an area that I'm passionate about working with uh, people that I love and it's not a job anymore, it's, it's just uh, fun, you know, it's a, it's a great ride. Awesome, and you just happen to get paid for it now. Great stuff. Uh, now, you're one of these influencers. You're influencing a lot of people out there, but Peter, do you have any influencers that you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration? Yeah, look, I've got, um, of course, a number of teachers. Um, one of my main meditation teachers here, Lama Chodak Rinpoche, uh, is in Australia. He's a, a Tibetan meditator that meditated for years. Um, and I have follow uh, other great meditators uh, around the world. Um, and then on the science side, uh, people like Robert Diltz, uh, who's my teacher for NLP, um, and some of the founders there. And, and there's some really uh, great work coming out about uh, the nervous system and the you know, the three brains of the body, which I'm, I'm following. Um, so I just keep up to date with that, uh, the latest knowledge in, in terms of the body and mind. Um, I, I listen to a few podcasts. Um, uh, John Lee Dumas I've listened to a few times and, uh, well, you've put me on the spot here. I'm trying to think of some of the other podcasts uh, that I listen to. Um, uh, Tim Ferriss is another favourite. Yeah, so, sure, um, yeah, I've I've got quite a I've, I, I guess I've got quite a diverse spectrum of people that I listen to, and I really like that because I like to be um, just putting myself out there, and you never know who has that next little nugget of wisdom. And sometimes listening to the most obscure subjects can you know, that's where the, the next set of learnings or wisdom can lie. Um, so, yeah, uh, quite a few uh, people who inspire me all the time and I love to follow uh, several of those people. Peter, can you tell us what are, you mentioned it earlier, what are the three brains of the body? So there's a new field called M-braining, multiple braining. And the idea is that the founders of uh, this M-braining are... Um, have found that we have neurons through our whole body and so we think as much with neurons in our gut and our heart as we almost do with our brain. There's actually as many neurons in our gut as there are in a cat's brain. So when we have expressions like, you know, your gut feeling or go with your heart or things like that, there's actually a lot more truth in that than meets the eye. There, There is a, a lot of... Uh, 
sort of bodily um, intelligence that comes with us. And some of that intelligence is actually quite deeply in unconscious and affects us at a very unconscious level and is therefore very, very powerful. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just fascinating uh, the more you look at the connection between the body and the mind. And so that's why it's so important how, how the mind can affect the body and vice versa. So, um, uh, yeah, it it's just reinforces that we've got to look after both areas of body and mind for the best lifestyle possible. Absolutely. Healthy body, healthy mind. Now, I'm jumping around here towards the end here, Peter. Do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Yeah, I saw that. And, um, well, my answer is actually a little bit philosophical here. Equanimity, I think. Trying to be equal and trying to stay um, even. So I, I do celebrate wins and I love to celebrate them with people. But I find that um, um, if you get into this win or lose uh, situation, then you're on a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Uh, I've just, there's one thing that I've seen in life, and life is always up and down. It's like a roller coaster. So whenever you're losing, you can just be sure that, you know, something good's going to happen around the, the corner and vice versa. If things seem to be going well, then just be careful because you never know when you might hit the skids. So I try to stay as equanimous as possible. It sounds like you might be taking a page out of the Stoic philosophy. You just don't want to get too high and you don't want to get too low. Is that right? Yeah, I've, I've always been like that, I guess, as well. So I just tend to try to stay in the middle somewhere. Uh, not to say I don't celebrate uh, wins. I try to do that as much as possible. But yeah, emotionally, I try to stay, you know, fairly stable. Yeah, sure. So talk about uh, those celebrations. What are you doing to uh, celebrate or wind down after a long or stressful day? Well, um, uh, I, we, we spoke a little bit in the, in the pre-chat. It's uh, almost midnight here. Um, and actually, I do do a lot of work at night time um, because I've got kids. I've got three little kids who obviously are the love of my life, a four-year-old, a six-year-old, and an eight-year-old. So my life is pretty busy during the day, and I get a lot of work done at night. Um, so my relaxation is, is obviously uh, spending time with my kids. I live next to uh, a, a really good surf beach here in South Australia. So um, I'm part of the Surf Lifesaving Club down here. It's a, a, big, a big thing here in Australia, uh, the, all the big surf lifesaving clubs. So that's, that's really great. Um, and then, you know, I actually uh, work at night time, but like I said, I just enjoy my, I, my work so much that I find it easy just to uh, switch off and, and go to sleep and then um, get up early to do it all over again tomorrow. And find some times to hit the waves. I don't know what that's like because I am landlocked in Saskatchewan, Canada, man. So, yeah. Now, we've been talking about it throughout, but I want you to boil this thing down for us. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about finding happiness, success, and significance with the right state of mind, Peter? Well, we all have so many assets, don't we? You know, we've got so many great assets and computers and, and all of this stuff and people. But at the end of the day, the biggest asset we've, we've got that's always been and will always be is our mental state. Our mental state must be paramount. And if we can have a good mental state, it actually helps us twice fold. First of all, 
being in a good mental state means you've got more clarity, more creativity, uh, you have greater influence on people because you're more congruent and people kind of gel, gel to you more. Um, but also, even if things go wrong, if you're in a good mental state, you can cope with the um, dips in life as well. So uh, all in all, you know, I just encourage people that seem to spend so much time on developing all the things in their life so that life can, can go so much better to, to try to, you know, look at developing the mind as well. And um, it just makes such a difference if you can keep up a, a, a practice like meditation or clearing away negative emotions, that sort of thing. And there's so much great methodology around these days and different ways to do it uh, that everyone can find something that can suit them. Great stuff, Peter. And these conversations that I have with you successful entrepreneurs and business owners really help me to gain that state of mind that I'm looking for. Now, if our listeners want to learn more about the skillful mind and how you can help them, how can they find you? Well, I'm uh, at skillfulmind.com.au uh, for Australia, so you can find me there. And one of the things that is happening right at this moment that I'm fairly excited about is we're starting to support leaders um, throughout Australia in becoming community leaders in meditation. So if people are starting out in the health and wellness industry and uh, they're looking to expand that little bit of business and they're interested in meditation, running a local meditation group is just such an excellent way. And so um, if people want to connect with me, and particularly if they're interested in meditation and interested in becoming a community leader, um, then I'm around to help support their journey and giving them all the assets that they need um, to let them do that. So you can find me at uh, skillfulmind.com.au or just your search for Peter Radcliffe. Um, I think these days I'm pretty easy to find on the internet. Awesome, Peter. Thank you so much. I really mean it. Thank you for giving us a glimpse into your world. This has been fantastic. Thank you for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. All right. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.